Welcome to the Wisdom in the Arts podcast, broadcasting live through Coog Radio. Oh man, this is a show I've been waiting to do for a while, but uh, welcome. Uh, this is the Wisdom in the Arts podcast. Each week we break down a topic or a cultural issue and just talk about it through casual conversation. And this week, instead of having a, uh, a uh, theme or topic that we talk about... It's now time to look back at the music of 2017. We're about almost three months into 2018, and now I think that we can start to look at the effects and think about what this past year in music was, good and bad. So this will be a good show, but as always, let's plug where you can receive this podcast. Of course, we are broadcasting live through CougRadio.com. 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, and the Radio FX app. If you are listening on the Radio FX app, do me a big favor. You can actually comment and send me a comment right now. Tell me how I'm broadcasting. Tell me my uh, my trash opinions on music. It's fine. Whatever you want. Um, yes, uh, we are on Facebook.com slash Wisdom and the Arts. We are... We are also on the Apple Podcast app and the podcast.com. I'm not sure it's an app, but I know it's on a website for all you Android users, and y'all can figure it out from there. I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> but I think that's all I have to say. Oh, actually, because it's a music episode, I'm going to plug my Spotify. If you go if you go to Spotify, type in Dylan underscore the underscore Duke, D-I-L-L-O-O-N, uh, the Duke, you know how to spell that. Uh, you can find all the playlists, all the music I'm going to play. <clears throat> Sorry. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful time, and I hope that you stay around. But let's not waste any more time. This is Wisdom in the Arts, Episode 12, Best of 2017. So, I know I said this in the Best of 2012 episode, but this has been a very another very interesting year in in music. You know, uh, you had heavy hitters like your Ed Sheeran, your Bruno Mars, your Kendrick. I'm and, and DJ Khaled, whatever. Like, uh, did they once again kind of find their home on the charts? Yes, but at the same time, you know, you had a lot of new artists emerge out of basically nowhere into the pop stratosphere um uh, migos which you know had had a song or two that got big they just took over with uh with culture um you had the chain smokers but they got kind of big in 2016 but uh 2017 was when they released their album uh, memories do not open which i <laughs> trust me i'll get to talking about it later you have post malone coming absolutely coming out of absolutely nowhere and becoming one of uh, the prominent faces in this new era of rap. You have all of the SoundCloud rap. Your Lil Uzi Vert, your Lil Yachty, your uh, HexXX Tentacion. It's, of course, it's Cardi B. It's it's Khalid. It's uh, really SZA because her first album wasn't that good. You know what? We have a lot to talk about. But, yeah, uh, th- I think that this is the first year that we're seeing we're seeing people making it on SoundCloud and Spotify in these streaming services in 2016 we you know we we had chance we had a few artists who do who who got big by streaming and not really by uh by the normal quote unquote normal means of like knowing a guy and then they know a guy whatever whatever it's like with the 
current social media rise, especially in music and how we share music, a artist like Chance, that's how he got big in 2016. And I'm so happy he did. And now it's it's sort of become the norm at this point. And you see so many artists just coming out of the woodwork with, you know, EPs or albums on Spotify and, and Apple Music or SoundCloud or Bandcamp. And here we are, you know, and now they're on the, now they're on like the New Year's Eve show and doing whatever. And I'm so happy that we're at this point. Excuse me, man. I am. I apologize. I'm a bit not sick, but a little bit today. Uh, (laughs) That's a great adjective to use. But yeah, you know, you have, uh, you have a lot of just. A lot of a lot of different voices in music right now and I'm very excited to see where 2018 takes us because even though I wasn't a fan of every single one of these artists that got big through streaming every single one of these artists that took over the charts I think that this current music society that we're in where you don't have to know a guy know a guy know a guy in order to have a chance to make it big anybody can just make a SoundCloud and have millions of listens within uh, months, even weeks, whatever though. Uh, we're going to talk about now specific things that I didn't like in 2018. This, I'm going to talk about my least favorite, uh, albums of the year a little bit later, but trends that I that I wish would stay in 2017. And the first trend is SoundCloud rap, especially mumble rap. And I know I'm gonna get a lot of a lot of hate on this just because a lot of my friends, especially, um, I don't understand why, but it's just I understand the appeal of it in terms of the the beat production might be good, whatever, but I. I can't understand what they're saying, you know, <laughs> like I'm uh, maybe I'm just old already and I need subtitles for music. I can't listen to half of the music right now without the genius lyrics up or or watching the music video just because I don't understand what they're saying. And, you know, groups that I love are doing this. You know, I Migos is a pretty bad, uh, pretty bad example of it. You have, uh, you have, of course, Lil Uzi Vert, Lil Yachty, uh, especially XXX Tentacion. It's it's a pretty big trend, and I'm not gonna lie, I don't like it. And call me old fashioned, call me oh, like uh, you're just a Kanye and Kendrick fan. I am a fan of those, but at the same time, um, I just expect coherent lyrics coming out of a rapper, and I can fully understand them. Speaking of rap, another trend I don't like is. It's not big on like the billboard or, or you know your your Spotify whatever, but the amount of of sound of not SoundCloud rap, the amount of diss tracks that you'll see, especially especially on YouTube between YouTube stars, like I, I know that this is a very niche problem, and I'm just complaining to basically nobody at this point. But if you aren't familiar, uh, I'm not sure really who started it, but it was a big thing. I think the first person that I really have memory of doing this was Ray William Johnson back in 
2010, 2011 maybe. And these YouTubers, you know, these comedy YouTubers, whatever, would be, hey, you know, I made a song. And usually it was something either silly or something just kind of out there. And I, I, you know, we liked it because we support the content creator. You know, we're, we're happy to have another form to support them and enjoy their content, whatever. Now that it's 2018, and again, everybody has to SoundCloud. Everybody's a music producer. If you go on your computer right now, you, uh, you probably have a GarageBand, a Audacity. You know, anybody can make music, and that's a good thing, and that's also a bad thing because not all music is good. And I know that art is subjective, and I know that, you know, uh, opinions may differ, but goodness gracious, we are overwhelmed with a lot of um, not... <laughs> I want to be careful with how I say this. Uh, we are there is a overwhelming amount of music that is not good, and the effort or lack of effort is very apparent in the final product. Uh, looking at you, um, uh, I don't even want to say the names because if you know what I'm talking about, then you know who I'm talking about. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, it doesn't matter. You don't care. Okay, cool. That's the second trend I really don't like in 2017 music: the fact that uh, diss tracks and people that shouldn't be in music or trying it out but but that that that's for later on in the show on that particular note and the third trend that i really don't like and it was only one artist who did it but taylor swift and i know before you cancel the podcast and shut me out hear me out i i didn't like her album whatever i people say i don't like her as a as an artist that that may or may not be true but i think the one thing that bothers me is how she did her uh, uh her tickets for her for her i think ongoing tour at this point but if you aren't familiar you could buy tickets and you were on a wait list but if you wanted to move up the wait list for your tickets uh you could buy merchandise from her store to move up the waitlist, which is this absolutely uh, emotionally and financially manipulative way to get more money out of your audience. And granted, did it work? It probably did. I'm not 100% sure because A, I'm not an accountant, B, nor do I know Taylor Swift personally. But if I'm a parent and, you know, my eight, nine year old up to however old your old daughter is on the waitlist for Taylor Swift, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get her tickets. And I'm sure that that's what a lot of parents did. And I get, I get it because, uh, concerts have become more and more popular. And I really do appreciate the fact that people are going out and are enjoying live music. However, I do think that, that, that type of, uh, prioritizing, People based off whoever can spend the most money is horrible and awful just because let's be real you know it, and just because they are an artist of a of a uh, high star caliber it doesn't mean that all of their fans are you know of a higher socioeconomic class and it's unfortunate whatever that those are three trends that I don't like in music in 2017 but there was a lot of also a lot of really, really good stuff. And I talked about this and about how streaming culture and everything. And this is going to be the first song I play from music in 2017 because words are harder. <laughs> I'm not sure where that sentence was going, 
but that's okay. This is a band called called Client Liaison, and they had a one album come out. I think it's their first album ever, actually. And wow, they are they are from Australia, and they're and they're a duo. But I just love their sound. It's very, it's very very not old fashioned, but kind of old fashioned. And I'm just very happy that I found them, and they have a good vibe to them. Check them out. This is Word of Our Love by Client Liaison. Welcome back to the Wisdom and the Arts Podcast, broadcasting live through CoogRadio.com. That was Client Liaison with Word of Our Love. Again, I I do realize that they're a very particular sound. It's kind of that, I want to say late 80s, but yeah, that sort of, we're just now discovering the synthesizer in electronic music, but I really, I really do like the sound. But anyways, we are talking about the best music of 2017, uh, music in general, and where things are going to go in 2018. So first off, let me say thank you for listening to those who are listening because it really does mean a lot. And that is that. But second, a lot of my pe- a lot of the friends around me, uh, <laughs> we, uh, we try and, you know, break out of our music, uh, our music bubbles and trying and, and try and, you know, step out a little bit. And this is a topic that I wasn't expecting to talk about <laughs> on this podcast, but uh, Jaden Smith, uh, of course, uh, Will Smith's son, you know, he, he's kind of known for being kind of out there and having me weird tweets and just being a really out there kid. And uh, I think around 2014, 2015 is when he started uh, uh, stepping his toes in the music game. He worked with uh, Childish Gambino on his EP and that. It went pretty well. He's just been kind of guest featuring all over the place. He was on Flower Boy by Tyler Creator, which we will talk about later. But he had an album come out in 2017, Sire. And wow, where do I really begin? This was probably the biggest surprise for me of 2017 musically. Because I went into this with very low expectations. The only reason why I listened to it was because the people around me were telling me to check it out. And I said, like, man, like, are you kidding, right? Like, it's Jaden Smith. Like, how good could it really be? But, you know, I checked it out. And it. I'm not saying it's it's like a top five album of the year because it does have its flaws. Mostly the fact that I think it runs, like a half hour too long and there are good tracks throughout 
throughout the whole album. Don't get me wrong. I really, I really, really appreciated it. I just, I, it was a little long for me. And there, there are fantastic tracks on here, particularly the first four. Uh, the first track being B, second track being L, third track U, fourth, uh, fourth track E. If you if you didn't, if you aren't catching on, it spells out blue the first four tracks, and it runs about 12 minutes, and it's just so, so fantastic. The production is definitely of a high quality for someone who, I, let me check real quick, but this is his first album. Yes, it is. He had, like, a mixtape thing kind of come out, but it's pretty short. It, 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 it was eight songs, 34 minutes. This is is 17 songs i <laughs> if you ask me i think that you're good with 10 then you can go with the blue and songs like breakfast um icon is amazing i highly recommend checking that song out yeah i i i'm not gonna play his music just because a it's explicit as well as it does take a while and i want to play some other songs on this on the show but i was very very surprised by the quality of product that he put out and i'm very happy to see what the future holds for him in his career because even though he's always going to be known as will smith's son because let's be real uh it doesn't matter if he's the next kanye you know he's not going to eclipse the fame and the name recognition that will smith brings but you know i'm very excited and yeah <laughs> um I went into it with, again, like very low expectations. I, I went into it with that sort of, oh, he's just going to be weird and talking to the mic, whatever, which is kind of what he did, but in a way that I wasn't expecting. And I, again, it, I'm very impressed and I can't wait to see what the future lies for him and his musical career. Now, an album that I did not like, <laughs> oh boy, I'm going to get a lot of, I'm going to get a lot of of uh angry comments for this one but an album that i did not like in 2017 was father john misty's pure comedy oh my goodness um if you aren't familiar with who father john misty is i wouldn't say he's indie folk but he's definitely a indie artist and oh man um his album he's had i think two or three albums come out uh uh the one that came out in 2017 was pure comedy and in a word the album sounds like what i thought jaden smith was jaden smith's album was gonna sound like if that makes any sense and i just i really couldn't get into it it's it's long too it's another long album and Although I appreciated some of the things he said, I don't know. It, it all just kind of sounded like one giant song to me, you know. And granted, I'm not, I'm, I'm not at all trying to, uh, trying to discredit him and, and, and what he's doing because obviously, you know, effort has gone into this and. You know, a lot of hours, a lot of days, probably weeks, months. I don't know the, I don't know the story behind this record as well as I should, but it it's not for me, and I just can't get into it. I'm not sure if it's just because it all sounds the same after minute like 15 of the hour and 14 minute project this is, or if it's 
just the fact that it sounds like he's trying a little too hard, like, I don't know. And I tried, and I, I'm sorry, but it's an album that I really just can't, couldn't stand. I'm not gonna say it's probably that it's it's in the worst albums of the year for me, just because there were far worse albums, in my opinion, to come out. But it just wasn't my taste. Granted, I I I know friends who are really into it, and I I feel like if I was that demographic and I was really into that kind of not sultry, but kind of um, yeah, I guess kind of sultry, but not in like a 1950s Frank Sinatra way, but in a sort of uh, 2010 Adele way, if that makes any sense. And if not, oh, well, uh, I probably lost you about two minutes ago, but yeah, you know, I, uh, I get the appeal. It's just, it's not for me. It's not for me in the slightest. But let's play another song really quick. Uh, ooh, man, what to do? Oh, you know what? Let's play another indie artist just because I want to share good music with you all. This is Dodie. She had an EP come out called You. It's six songs, 16 minutes. It's short. Uh, I don't know. It's just pleasant. It's a pleasant sounding album, and her voice is very smooth. And I really hope that you enjoy it. This is You by Doty. Of a good People will tell me that I messed up and it wasn't love. And I'm secretly hoping they are right. Because whatever it was, it was wonderful. Welcome back to the Wisdom in the Arts podcast, broadcasting live through Coog Radio. We are talking about the best music of 2017 and everything about music in 2017. But now, boys and girls, it's time for an ad read. And uh, people who listen to season one will know exactly what's going to go down. You know, if you're a new listener, buckle up because... It's time for you to listen to the wonderful sounds of Tijuana Taxi by Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass. A classic, really. Here we go. Listen to that horn honk. Golly. Like, I don't mean to rant because this show is only an hour long, but that horn honk, and you'll hear it throughout the ad read. It's such a beautiful beautiful horn honk but anyways to the ad beat live nation is your golden ticket to the hottest concerts in houston go to www.livenation.com to look at the local concert calendar and keep listening to coog radio for ticket giveaways to shows at venues like the house of blues and the revention music center these tickets are courtesy of live nation one nation under music and the and horn honk is coming up i'm man get ready oh boy 
Oh my goodness. That is such a impactful horn. <laughs> if this is your first episode, I apologize. Uh, actually, what well, I don't, but I just want to let you know that that <laughs> I just want to let you know that that song means a lot to me, and uh, I'm a big fan of horns honk, horns honking, and that's it. <laughs> that's all. That's all that thought that particular train of thought has to offer, but. Alrighty, now it's time to talk about favorite albums and least favorite albums of 2017. I'm saving, I'm, I'm doing this now because I want to end the show talking about the Grammys and the, oh boy, do I have, I have a lot of thoughts on that. But uh, the honorable mentions for me, for me at least, and keep in mind that, you know, I, I didn't listen to oh, Garth Brooks's new record or anything like that because I'm not a country boy as well as... Yeah, um, but going going from four uh, uh, from five to one when when we are talking about honorable mentions, I have to also let me throw in the fact that these are albums that are are good and I really appreciated, but just didn't feel right putting on uh, putting on a top five or a top ten list at least for me. But regardless, starting with number five, we have Damn by Kendrick Lamar. And we're, <laughs> we're already off with some hot takes. Uh, I, I, uh, let me clarify this by saying that I, I'm a big Kendrick Lamar fan. His album, To Pippa Butterfly, is my second favorite album of all time. I love him. I am so excited to see where he's going because he's still so young. And he's had now three, really four albums that are of absolute elite quality under his belt damn was interesting i'm not gonna uh i and of course humble was big dna element uh lust you know there there are definitely bright spots on this album but at the same time i think that i think that if, if we're talking about the product as a whole it's probably the weakest of his four albums so far and even then, it's still fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's that's it. Also, the reason why I put it here and not not higher is because I think that people are associating uh, his work with Black Panther, um, which is another great soundtrack that he's a part of. I, I think that people are kind of combining the two into how they view Kendrick's 2017, which is valid and accurate. Uh, but damn, as an album. I felt like was the weakest of his career, but even then it is high and above what a lot of artists have as their whole entire discography, but whatever. Uh, at number four, we have Saturation 2 by Brock Hampton. Saturation uh, 2 in particular, because I just think that it, it, it improved on everything that Saturation 1 did. It was more the same, but that's not bad if it's if it's good and I don't know, it's fresh. It's good to have, it's good to have a boy band. If you are familiar with who Brockhampton is, they are a rap boy band out of Texas and they had three albums come out in 2017. They're on tour right now and I'm very happy for them. And yeah, I love them. If you haven't heard of them, check them out. They're just fantastic. At number three, we have beer bongs and Bentleys by post Malone. I might get some flack for this. Uh, I I get the appeal of Post Malone. I like him too. 
he's not my favorite artist by any means. And I thought that his album definitely had some spots where it was kind of not tough to listen to, but I, I had to make myself listen to it, you know? But regardless, uh, of course, uh, his song Congratulations got big, uh, Fall Apart got big, Rockstar is a freaking chart chart topper of, the, of this decade, and I'm very excited to see where he goes because apparently he has an album coming out fairly soon in 2018, so that's exciting. And yeah, uh, at number two, we have Daniel Caesar with Freudian. I think that's how you're saying it. If not, I apologize what's there to say i mean he he's he's a frank ocean but he's not frank ocean but he's different uh i am i really enjoyed it it's a smooth nice album to listen to and yeah and speaking of smooth nice albums to listen to my number one for honorable mention just missed the cut is control by SZA. i went into this with not low expectations but uh not great expectations just because it was being hyped up a lot, and that usually is a sign of a bad album. But sure enough, SZA, SZA stepped up her game on this one. Um, yeah, I'm very, I like, I'm, I I say that I'm excited for all these artists, but I really am. I really am, and uh, all of them are young. All of them are either two, three albums in, with with the exclusion of of Kendrick, but. Yeah, it's it was just a really good album, and I'm excited to see uh, where she goes. Particularly if she continues to do it uh, through, if you know, a family change like uh, the same way that we've seen a Kanye or a Jay Z, their music change because of their life and being married and having kids. I would love to see the the same thing happen with SZA, just because I think that she would absolutely be perfect. A because she's a great music, uh, great songwriter as well as. I don't know. It's her her music has a emotional appeal to it, which is amazing, and I love it, and it's fantastic. Alrighty, what to do first? I can do least least favorite. You know. You know what? Oh, let's just get this over with. Let let uh, let's do it. Let's just rip it off like a band-aid. These are my least whatever how how would you word this uh least three favorite <laughs> oh man i'm a comm major this is bad my least favorite albums of 2017 there we go three least favorite man that shouldn't have taken so long to get out but here we are number three is the chain smokers with memories do not open um what's there really to say about this album if you are familiar with the Chainsmokers, uh, of course, uh, you know Closer, you know Paris, their song with Coldplay. If you aren't familiar with the Chainsmokers, they're a, I guess, like electronic duo that usually has like a guest artist on to provide vocals for them. And I really appreciate what they did. And, <laughs> and Closer was definitely a great song that took over the charts and... Paris did too, but the album as a whole was just uh, not good. <laughs> um, um, I think though, I think the one thing that really, I guess, got me about this album was how, was how it all sounded like they were complaining about the same things. 
uh, whether it be, oh, you know, it's a love that can happen or life is hard because uh, teenagers and whatever. And I think that and I, I think that, you know, you can write good music about being a teenager and we've seen it several times before of course Kendrick Good Kid Matt CD comes up you talk about an album like a uh, American Idiot by Green Day you talk about an album shoot like there are so many good coming of age albums especially you know 90s 80s and this just wasn't good <laughs> it wasn't good because what it talked about was very plain and very uh, very um, shallow as well as it, it, it all sounded the same, uh, both lyrically and and production wise, and that's I I couldn't get into it. And in the great words of Anthony Fantano, this album sounds like a fake Polaroid, and that's so true. Like it it, it sounds like an artificial memory that someone's trying to implant in my head that oh high school was like this, and it wasn't. And I wish him the best, and I hope that they make better new music. But oh boy, okay. Uh, number two is Lil Dicky with "I'm Brain." I, I know it's an EP, but it's so bad it <laughs> it deserves to be on this list. Um, to say that this album was, If you aren't familiar, quick backstory: Lil Dicky is a rapper. He's kind of known for being the like, not comedian, but kind of out there rapper. Um, in his, in his album, he had a he uh, he had a nine minute long track titled um, called titled Pillow Talking, where he has a girl over and they are talking about whatever uh, whatever issues that come up. Which first off. Let me get closer to the mic for this bit. <laughs> if your song is longer than six minutes, you better make sure it's good. Daft Punk makes a lot of really good songs that are longer than six minutes. <laughs> Lil Dicky is not good at making a song longer than six minutes. You want to know how I know? Because this song is nine. It's that bad. And anyways, in the skit, uh, his brain is a alter ego what which is still voiced by him it's just wrapped in a different voice and it's his brain and that's it that's the joke and the video has like this weird brain looks like a claymation dude whatever it was a joke and a song that to me wasn't funny but whatever now that brain has its own ep and just when i thought i was <laughs> i said that i was exasperated well i was exasperated by the nine minute long pillow talking i was man i really had to sit through and buckle up for this ep it's not even that long because it's an ep just it was that bad it was that bad lyrically it was it was cringy it was not funny it's 21 minutes it's seven songs long there's just so so much horrible things. So, oh, I this album is so bad. It's messing up my English. There's so many horrible things on this album that I really can't even get into it. But you know, huh, whatever. I'm saving my number one least favorite album until after this song because we are going to play a song 
Thank you for repeating myself. I don't even know what's happening right now. This is what happens when I talk about bad music. My brain just short wires and it turns into a, a mush, a mushy mess. But, you know, whatever. This is my number five favorite album of the year. We're now going into both realms. This is Joey Badass off of his album, All American Badass. This is Temptation. Welcome back to the Wisdom and the Arts Podcast. Oh, last where we left off, I was talking about my least favorite albums of 2017 and mentioned the fact that All American Badass by Joey Badass was my fifth favorite album of 2017. Let's talk about it real quick. Um, this album came out April 7th, 2017. The reason why that date is important is because Kendrick Lamar teased his new album was going to drop April 7th. 2017 coincidentally the same day that this album was going to drop by joey badass who is a lot smaller than uh the kendrick popularity wise so then kendrick delayed his album a week and people and he has not confirmed the fact that he did it for joey badass but it's basically just common courtesy like you know the moment that Kendrick drops an album, the entire hip hop community loses our minds, and that's all we talk about for a month. And that was just a sort of like, hey, like, enjoy it, you know, Joey, like, enjoy it. And so then that's what the that's what made me listen to this album, and I really, really, really enjoyed it. I went into it with it, uh, expecting like an ASAP Rocky sort of sound, and this came out, and I was very surprised and enjoyed it a lot. It's a very political album, and. It's important that we listen to that type of music, especially in our very divisive time in in politics right now. A really good album. Highly recommend you check it out. But back to the worst albums of 2017. My worst. The I just oh man, I don't even know why this guy is even popular. Least favorite album of 2017 is XXX Tentacion's 17. I'm not I don't I don't even know if I'm saying it correctly because oh I'm <laughs> uh how are you doing out there by the way thank you for listening gabby i appreciate it uh yes 17 it is a album by by i don't first off what a weird what a weird name to have as an artist but whatever this album 
sounds like someone who is trying to be deep. And I am not at all denying the fact that he does have problems and, you know, he's going through emotional uh, struggles. But that doesn't make an album good, if that makes sense. Because do I think that being in a emotional uh, emotional trough and being you know broken down by so many things in our society, do I think that that usually allows for a lot of creativity? Yes, absolutely. However, that does not always mean that that content is good, and this is a perfect example of that. This album is not good. It's twenty two minutes. It. It feels like half of the, half, if not all, the tracks are this uncompleted mess. And while I, I, I don't know, man. Like, just because I, I think that people were getting not mad at me, but uh, people were like, "Oh, you don't like this album." It means that you don't like when people uh, talk about a certain thing on music. I absolutely do not. I one hundred percent approve. And, you know, I I completely understand what he's trying to do, but that doesn't mean that he does it well. And the, <laughs> the longest track on this album is 2 minutes 44 seconds. Like, what? How? <laughs> the, the album is 11 songs, 22 minutes long, and... It just sounds like just when it's about to get good, it goes to a different thing, and I I can't I can't buy into it, man. And I wish him the best. Um, I wish I wish that he you know he gets his life together, and you know maybe give it time, maybe put some more polish on it. I think that this might be an actual good album, but. Oh goodness gracious! It was not, <laughs> it was not fun, not fun. Uh, but that was my least favorite album of 2017. But now let's talk about the good stuff. Let's talk about the best albums of 2017. Talked about five already. That's All American Badass. Number four is Saturation Three by Brockhampton. This is the third record put out by Brockhampton. Talked about them earlier in the show in the honorable mentions. Um, uh yeah i mean it's it's a great album uh boogie which is the opening single off the album is the hardest single i've heard in a very long time it is beautiful and wonderful and yeah i it's it's fantastic if you haven't heard it check it out here's where things got interesting i have had these three albums in my top three for ever since i listened to them really it's it, it's been a competition between these three albums to for the top spot and i i honestly made my final decision before we went live it's it's that close but three is melodrama by lord this is her second studio album uh i first off let me clarify that i think that lord is a very beautiful human being inside and out and i very much enjoyed her first album and this album uh, the first time I listened to it, I'm not gonna lie, I was not a huge fan of it. I, uh, I, you know, I enjoyed it, but I was also on a plane and I was about to go to camp, so I feel like emotionally I, <laughs> I wasn't in the right place to listen to this album. But every time I re-listen to it, it just gets better and better. And she stepped up in all the right ways, and she's only 19 and she's out here. I, I, you know what? I think she's 20 now. So let me scratch that. 
uh, you know, but regardless, she's my age and she is killing it right now. This album is, this album sounds like what the Chainsmokers album wish their album sounded like. It captures that quintessential teenage experience, you know, heartbreak, going out to parties, uh, the emotional highs and lows you feel. It is such a good album. And if you haven't heard it, check it out. It's on, it's on all streaming services. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. I love her. I'm excited to see where she goes with her musical career. It's, it's great. Like, what else can I really say about it? It's, it's a great album, and in particular, uh, songs that stick out are Supercut, Perfect Places, Liability, The Louvre, Homemade Dynamite. I, <laughs> that really isn't a bad song on this album, if you ask me. Regardless. Number two is going to be Flower Boy by Tyler, the Creator. This is an album that I had different expectations for as well. Uh, if you are familiar with who Tyler, the Creator is, he's a he's a hip-hop artist. He's a rapper. He's mostly known for being kind of like a troll, kind of being out there. But uh, this album was just, oh my goodness. It, it would completely change my perspective on him. A lot of really great features, you know, by Frank Ocean, Jaden Smith, ASAP Rocky, uh, Lil Wayne was even on this one. It's a fantastic album. goes all over the place. It's a great album to listen to uh, from, from, from start to finish. And really uh, all of these albums are, but, but this one in particular was particularly fantastic. And yeah, uh, number one album of 2017, in my opinion, is 444 by Jay-Z. And I do realize that I'm biased because I've been a fan of his forever. Uh, not forever, but since, since uh, I guess, Blueprint 3 was really when I got into him. And uh, this album is such a unique thing because he will always be tied to Lemonade and the entire fiasco behind that. Um you know, Jay-Z, you know, he's known for being a rapper, talking about drugs, women, sex, whatever. And he did do that. But this album is definitely, it is such a different album for him. But it's still the beautiful lyricism of Jay-Z. And he talks about being a dad and, you know, uh, his affair and how disappointed he, uh, he is in himself as a father, you know, as a husband, as everything. And it's truly incredible. Um, now, this one is... It's only on Tidal and Apple Music, and I think if you're a Sprint customer, I'm not sure how that works out. You can listen to it, but if you can find a way to listen to it, please check it out. It is a beautiful album. It is raw. It is just incredible. That's that's really all I have to say about it. Um, yeah, we're gonna play. Actually, you know what? We don't have enough time. <laughs> we don't have enough time. So let's do the Grammy rant right now. If you aren't familiar. And you didn't hear the news. The 2000 and uh, I guess it'd be 2017 Grammys. It happened 2018. But uh, the the Grammys for the musical year 2017 occurred. And Bruno Mars won record of the year, um, song of the year, and then album of the year. And I, you know, you can argue record and song of the year all you want. Because that's more like commercially how it did. Whatever. The album of the year is what really grinds my gears. Oh boy, let me be careful with how I start this. So, the Grammys are notorious for picking the the safest artist and the safest album that they can. 
it is it is such a they don't want to step on anyone's toes and they don't want to be political so they choose albums that are you know most people can agree with you know for example let's go with 2010 uh taylor swift won with fearless and the other music, the other albums nominated were I Am, Sasha Fierce by Beyonce, The End by the Black Eyed Peas, The Fame, Lady Gaga, and Big Whiskey and the Gru Grux King by the Dave Matthews Band. <coughs> Sorry. Um, you know, and you could say that that she deserved it, whatever. You know, that's fine. I'm, I'm not at all debating that. I just think that if, if we're talking out of those five, Taylor Swift was the safest answer by far. Uh, going ahead to 2013, Mumford and Sons with Babel, a band that you haven't heard uh, this year or the year prior. I know because nobody listens to Mumford and Sons anymore. And compared to that, you had the albums El Camino by the Black Keys, Some Nights by Fun, Channel Orange by Frank Ocean, and Blunderbuss by Jack White. Four fantastic albums, but guess what is the safest? Mumford and Sons. Um, the only the only year that I can really uh, say that the safest album deserved to win was Daft Punk with Random Access Memories. It was a fantastic comeback album. Just every song was amazing. And it won in 2014 against uh, The Blessed Unrest, Good Kid, Mad City, The Heist, and Red. And uh, I really would have been fine with uh, Kendrick Lamar winning th- this album of the year Grammy as well. But whatever. The Grammys, the point I'm trying to get at is that the Grammys pick the safest answer, the the answer that they know won't get, that won't that won't be in headlines tomorrow. In 2016, we saw this particularly with Taylor Swift winning with 1989, and Sound and Color by the Alabama Shakes, To Pip a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar, Traveler by Chris Stapleton, and Beauty Behind the Madness by The Weeknd. Four beautiful albums, including what I believe is the greatest album of this decade and they all lost in 1989 which is it's a safe album i'm not saying it's bad i just think that it's it's safe it it doesn't take any risk it's it's taylor swift you know sure blank space was edgy but compared to to compared to the weekend or alabama shakes or even kendrick like that thing was tame that thing was pre-k and, and this is what we saw in the 2017 Grammys. Bruno Mars' 24 Karat Magic was the safest option because you had Lord and Melodrama talking about sex and, uh-oh, she's 19. No, 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 we can't do that. You have Jay-Z talking about an affair and drugs. You had Kendrick Lamar talking about Trump and America. And then you had Awaken My Love by Childish Gambino, and that was experimental, and no, you can't pick an experimental album, obviously, we're the Grammys, we have to be a fun organization, I'm, yeah, if you couldn't tell, this is very sarcastic, and very satirical at this point, I just think it's ridiculous, the fact that you can completely discredit so much beautiful art out there, and so many wonderful albums, just because they don't fit your mold of being commercially, uh, being commercially available to play it's ridiculous lord did not win a single grammy jay-z did not win a single grammy in 2018 and those two albums are amazing absolutely amazing how does that happen like (laughs) how does it happen i'm i'm really really i i don't know what to say it's 
it's embarrassing. And I will never take the Grammys seriously again. And also, I don't mean to be in the hip-hop corner, but that's what I'm going to do right now. A hip-hop album has not won since 2004. Four. With Outkast, Speakerbox, The Love Below. That album deserved to win a Grammy, by the way. But the fact that we've had the entire discography of Lil Wayne, of, of Jay-Z, of Kanye West, of Drake, of Kendrick Lamar. Like, you could say that Kanye, Jay-Z, and Kendrick are the top, are three of the top eight most influential hip-hop artists of all time. And their entire careers excluding the early start to Jay-Z's career, all of them have been in this time span, and none of them have won a Grammy for Album of the Year. That's just ridiculous. That's inexcusable. You can't just acknowledge the mainstream. If you're a music award show, you have to award music to everything. Sure, Bruno Mars' 24 Karat Magic, did it have good singles on there, like your finesse, like your 24 Karat Magic? Um... Versace on the floor. That's what I like. Were those good songs? Yeah, absolutely. And did I enjoy listening to the songs? Yeah, but I don't think it's a good album. I don't think it's a good album because it's a compilation of singles. Let's be real. This album is an album the same way that whatever you... (laughs) It's an album the same way that Mumford & Sons Babble is an album. Like, do I enjoy each song? Yes, but the album... But having each song collectively doesn't improve upon each other it's just like plus 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 to me 444 by jay-z multiplies how good it is melodrama by lord each song multiplies how good the album is and you're just gonna forget it because no bruno mars is good and we can play him on the radio and he'll sell records and at (laughs) oh man okay i gotta i gotta wrap this up because time but Really, I'm just disappointed that the Grammys would choose an artist. Well, not choose an artist. I'm very, I'm very happy for Bruno. I love him as a performer. I'm excited to see where his future goes. Just because he is in a throwback music uh, corner that is doing really well, as we know, because of the charts and everything else. I'm disappointed that the Grammys just are going to give awards to the safest answer and we saw this in in genres besides just album of the year best new artist went to um went to Alicia Cara which granted was she good yes but her her, uh, she came out really 2016 2015 Sisa came out knocked it out of the park with this album and she was nominated and did not win I just don't understand it uh, with with rap uh, with rap album of the year, they gave it to Kendrick, which I don't have a lot of beef with, but it's still like th- that was the expected one, and people weren't gonna be upset. But I'm upset. <laughs> I'm upset. Oh man, but you know, whatever. A trend that I wish would stop in 2018 was the Grammys not being good. There you go. That's the way to wrap up the podcast. Oh man, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to me rant about the Grammys and the system and everything like that. 
We broadcast live 3 p.m. Central Standard Time on Wednesdays through CougRadio.com and the Radio FX app. We are going to be live the next two weeks, uh, Wednesday the 28th and Wednesday the 7th. The week after that is going to be spring break, so there's going to be no show then. But be sure to tune in. Uh, I do not want to reveal the topic, but it's going to be good. And I hope you tune in. And if you can't tune in live, I'm sure that you know about the podcast. We are on Apple Podcasts as well as well as podcast.com. Yeah, this has just been a lot of fun. It's been really a good time to talk about music that I love. And thank you for listening. Thank you so much for the feedback. Thank you for liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash wisdom in the arts. Follow me on Twitter while you're at it. Dill Duke at D-I-L-L-D-U-K-E. And follow me on on Spotify. Follow me on Spotify at Dylan the Duke, D-I-L-L-O-N underscore the underscore Duke, as well as... If you follow us on Facebook or Twitter, whatever, I'm going to tweet out a playlist of the best songs of 2017, including songs that I didn't play on the radio. Hey, yo. So that's your incentive to go and listen to it. But regardless, thank you so much for listening. We're going to end the podcast with a song from a wonderful, 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 wonderful life of Jay-Z. This is 444 by Jay-Z. Thank you so much for listening. Apologize. I love was one for the ages, and I contained this and all this ratchet shit. And we more expansive now. Meant to cry and die alone in these mansions or sleep with our back turned. We supposed to vacate till our backs burn. We're supposed to laugh till our hearts stop. And then me in a space where the dark stop and let love light the way. Like the men before me, I cut off my nose to spite my face. I never wanted another woman to know something about me that you didn't know. I promise I cried, I couldn't hold. I suck at love, I think I need a do-over. I will be emotionally available if I invited you over. I stew over. What if you over my shoe? children know I don't even know what I would do if they ain't look at me the same I would probably die with all the shame you did what with who what good is a menage a trois when you have